0: This episode, Kamut Chili. Welcome, I'm Bruce Weinstein. I'm the chef in Bruce and Mark.
1: Hey there, and I'm Mark Scarborough. I'm the
0: writer. And together we've published more than 25 cookbooks and won some national
1: awards like the IACP People's Choice Award this year, baby. And some international awards like the Gourmand Award at the Paris Book Show,
0: Fifi. And we've appeared on a number of national bestseller lists. We were
1: two below Fifty Shades of Grey this year. I have always wanted to be two below Fifty Shades of Grey. I may be the chef, but today I'm getting out of the kitchen. Because I've got a secret. As a writer, I haven't cooked a thing in years, except maybe bowls of kibble for the collies.
0: That's about to change. Mark's headed into the kitchen. Remember, he's a writer, and he gets easily distracted, usually by bourbon. Hey, watch it. I'm doing the cooking. And I'm going to help you out, and I'm going to guide him, and I'm going to give him tips, and I'm going to judge him. And so after 25 books, he can finally say,
1: Hey, I fucking made that. Well, winter's coming. Damn it. So it's chili time. And in my part of the world, Texas, where we invented chili. Okay, get away from me, Kansas and Wyoming and step back, Colorado. And And the Upper West Side of New York. (laughs) Yeah, step, step way back. Um, In my part of the world, in Texas, chili means something, and it always has a controversy associated with it, and that controversy is always about beans. Well,
0: if you know beans about chili, you know that chili don't have no beans. Well, that
1: is what they say. They say the same thing about tomatoes. You know, if you know Chili doesn't have any tomato. I don't know. Anyway.
0: Well, tomatoes, I think, were started being added <laughs> to chili along with like ground chili powder and beans to make it almost like a sloppy
1: joe. It, it, yes, it became a casserole right. less well, than a... Dish that it was. Even in my childhood in Texas, chili became kind of a ground beef thing. And I don't think that's really chili. No, no. Chili, and, true chili, is diced meat. It yeah, should have little chewy bits that I shouldn't know, be ground. I know. Uh, it, and, and I think it was this casseroleization of chili that happened when I was a kid and it got to be with tomatoes and beans cuz it was all ground beef so it was all soupy like and let's
0: also say it was easier because a can of tomatoes and a jar of chili powder and some ground beef was a lot easier than dicing up beef or pork and dealing with chilies like yeah. dried chilies themselves yeah, cuz you don't just thanks for grind. making it easy <laughs> yeah easy
1: not better we never said it was better <laughs> well anyway we're not adding beans or tomato today because we're making pure Chili, but we are putting something in here that nobody ever puts in chili. Yeah, we're putting in kamut. Yeah, crazy, crazy. We're going to put a whole grain into beef Chili. So where'd you get this idea for a whole grain well, of beef chili? Well,
0: when we wrote our book, Grain Mains, I wanted to do something really interesting with grains and chili. And I tried making chili with just the grains, and I mixed different grains up. And it, Gross. It wasn't very good. It needed Gross. some meat, but it was a great combination because grains that are whole and cooked that way have a very chewy texture, and it added something nice with the meat that gave it a great texture.
1: Yeah, I like that. And also, I like that we're using kamut, because kamut is this organic strain of carosin wheat, if you don't know what it is. I swear to God, when you cook kamut, it smells like you're cooking popcorn. It has this kind oh, I know. of the house buttery like butter- popcorn, popcorn smell to it. It is a strain of wheat. It has been trademarked and patented and all that stuff so that it can only be grown organically. And I just love kamut in this chili because it really stands up to the beef. But, of course, if you can't find kamut and you really want to make this chili, you could use spelt berries, right? You
0: could use spelt or you could use wheat berries. And I'd probably go with the soft white wheat berries, which will have a closer texture to the kamut than the hard red ones. But even the hard red ones would work if you wanted. But no matter which you're going to use, and it doesn't matter whether you're
1: using the kamut or a different grain here, you're going to soak it. Yeah, and that is a whole controversy. But I'm going to say that we're not going to get into the whole controversy of why you would soak a whole grain here, other than to say it's not about improving its texture when it's cooked or anything like that or its flavor. What it's really about is making sure that the whole grain doesn't suck the life out of the stew.
0: Yeah, because it's going to absorb liquid, just like when you're making rice. It absorbs liquid. And we've developed this recipe with just the right amount of liquids for
1: soaked. And when we were writing this book, as I recall, we tried this with unsoaked grains. And it just soaked up so much broth and so much beer. And we didn't get a good reduction going because the grains were rehydrating as well as cooking. Anyway, this is all about are being able to use as little liquid as possible in the chili to keep it thick and not have the whole grains just rob the whole thing of any liquid, right? That's right. The key to this whole chili is that we're not going to
0: use jarred chili powder. We are going to make, or I should say you are going to make a real chili paste, nothing fake, nothing
1: superficially easy. Okay. So here's how the chili paste went down, which has been... Going down already for a bit here. First of all, I took a bunch of dried chilies and I use New Mexican Reds, right? And I use pasillas, which are dried chilaca chilies. And those
0: are also sometimes called chili negros. They're a, a black chili
1: when they're dried, and they're quite fruity, but also quite spicy. Right. I think that sometimes chili negro refers to something completely separately, but in most American supermarket North American supermarkets, you're right. That's often what it's called. And I use mulatos which uh, have a kind of chocolatey background. And then it, where I used a few Chipotles because I wanted a smoky taste. And Chipotles, of course, are dried, smoked jalapenos. Sometimes these things are hard to track down for people. Weird, weird, are we're, chef, you go to get your chili. Even our local supermarket only has, if I'm lucky, they'll
0: have packages of just New Mexican red. But... Usually, I schlep these chilies home whenever we go down and visit your family in Texas. (laughs) And if we haven't been there, then I get them online. And there are a lot of great resources. And I just actually last month ordered a few bags from the whole spice company online and the stuff is great They well, sent just what I wanted that's it
1: I also like the idea that schlep a Yiddish word is being used with chili that's very there nice you go. so anyway I stemmed and seeded these dried chilies and washed my hands later because of course I don't want to like rub my naughty bits and scream later
0: or your eyes or your nose or let the dogs <laughs> lick your finger or your naughty bits
1: yeah well- it's not that kind of podcast. Anyway, <laughs> I shredded them all up by hand, and then I put them in a dry skillet, and I toasted them over medium heat, oh, maybe two, three minutes, right. four minutes, until they got aromatic. I dumped it all in a big bowl. They're kind of sizzlingy hot right now. I poured boiling water over the top of them, and I've set it aside for 20 minutes so that they've gotten soft. And they have. And, I, and the water has turned a, a
0: blackish, dark red... And it smells fabulous. It so does. now we're going to put this colander in the sink. Oh, yeah, we don't have smell of vision No, we <laughs> smell a radio There you go. smell a pods I've smelled a radio a lot. Uh, anyway. Um, so I want you to drain them now. Okay? okay. But save back. Before you pour them in the colander, I want you to measure out half a cup of that soaking liquid because you're probably going to need it later. Okay. Great. So you stra- strain the rest. Good, and now you're going to dump all of that in the blender or the food processor. All of what? The strained liquid or the chilies? <laughs> you're going to put all those chilies. Let's yeah, use the blender I that. today. Let's put them I in the blender. That. And you're going to put them in with some four cloves of garlic and peeled. And yeah, two tablespoons of fresh oregano leaves. Put half a tablespoon of cumin seeds, a teaspoon of salt, a half a teaspoon of ground cinnamon. And now you're going to add that reserved liquid, but not yet. First, turn the blender on, and as it goes, now add the liquid, just enough to get this going as a nice thick
1: paste. Great. Perfect. So these are the two day-before steps. We have to soak the grains, eight, 12 hours, so you kind of need to do that the day before. And we got the chili paste made, which I can scrape into a bowl and keep for the next day. So this is all the stuff I can make the day in advance. you got to plan ahead to make this chili. But it's really worth it. Seriously, the hard part's really over at this point. I I, I remember when I wrote this recipe for Grain Maids, I thought that the back end of this recipe is a lot easier than the front end. It's kind of like doing a stir fry. The back end is much easier than the front end.
0: So what's going on here? Mark has got his onions in a pot and his bell peppers in a pot and some oil. He's sweating them. No, he's not frying them. No, he's not sauteing them. He's sweating them, which means he's got a whole lot in there and a little bit of fat and a lot of vegetables, and they're creating steam and heat, so they're sort of wilting and sweating in their own moisture they're putting off, and they're looking pretty good. So now it's time for him to put that chili paste in, and he's going to scrape that chili paste around a bit and let
1: it toast up and get fragrant again with the onions and peppers before adding his diced beef. Diced. I want to talk about this diced beef. That was a pain in the ass dicing up two pounds of boneless bottom round yeah we're
0: talking about cutting them about a quarter inch pieces
1: it is but
0: it's so much better than ground but you like this chili better than ground beef chili right i do you just like it better when i make it i i do
1: (laughs) i it's
0: called cooking for a reason yeah
1: yeah i get it but it, it it was it was a bit of a chore. I have to say that that was maybe the toughest part of this recipe, harder even than make. And the did you use bottom round or top round in there? I used bottom round. Now, you can explain the difference.
0: between The, the, the bottom the round is all from the upper part of the back leg of the cow. and top round is on the outside of the leg and bottom round is on the inside. The top round's a little leaner. It's often mm. what's <laughs> it's often what's used for London broil, mm. um, but it's also nice for for lean stew meat. The bottom round inside's a little bit fattier, Yay. a little bit more flavor. Yeah, uh, <laughs> often is done as pot roast. So that's the difference between top and bottom round. So
1: I used the bottom round. Excellent. I did. And uh, can you use any other... You know, I'm on doing this kind of thing, can you use any other types of meat here? I mean, would you suggest any other types of meat going in here? Oh, yeah.
0: You could definitely make this chili with bison or buffalo. You could use venison. In fact, the stronger the flavor of the meat, the more chilies you can get away with using. So no veal. I wouldn't use veal. And quite honestly, I know a lot of people like to use pork in their chili, but I don't find that that modern pork has enough flavor to stand up to these
1: chilies. What about chicken thighs? Well,
0: if you... Again, if you're buying the chickens where
1: we do from our local farms here, the chickens taste like something. They're really good. Okay. Well, that's all easy enough. Everything's now browned up, and I pour in a 12-ounce bottle of dark beer. Dark. I'm using Negro Modelo, but whatever you want to use. And two and a half cups of uh, beef broth. You could use chicken broth for a slightly lighter flavor in the chili overall. But I prefer the beef broth. But in any event, make sure you use reduced sodium broth because there is a hefty bit of salt in that chili paste.
0: And that's it. That's all there really was to the chili. So now we'll reduce the heat to low, cover the pot, and we're going to set the timer for two hours, maybe two and a half. We'll test it at about two and see what's going on. And, and, you know, we want to make sure that the beef is tender and that the sauce is reduced so it's kind of nice and thick.
1: And then it'll be time for... Tasting and Judgment. You know, I'm getting a little tired of this. I can cook. Well, at least you can make chili. Well, sure. And uh, here it is. So I've got it here in my bowl. And it's hot. It's hot. It's hot. You made some really good chili here. It's really complex, right? It's really got a bit of sour notes from those chilies. Not sour, but a little bitter-sour background underneath this overwhelming, spicy, sweet chili. Wow, it tastes really good. This doesn't even taste anything like chili made with
0: canned tomatoes, canned beans, and jarred chili powder. This tastes like
1: chilies. This tastes does. really good. It's really good. I like it. And the kamut in it adds this kind of body. Some people like to put chili over rice or even these days over polenta. Um, but you don't need it, need it. it. no
0: with the kamut in it it's really oh, man. and it's got such a great chewiness and the kamut gave it a butteriness Oh, because there's that.
1: a buttery chewiness behind the beef it's a nice textural contrast actually i know
0: i say this every time but chili's my favorite food <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so, It's pretty good food. but let me
0: ask you what'd you learn today
1: okay i'd forgotten how good a real chili paste tastes in chili i mean Why would anybody revert to bottled chili powder? I mean, wow. And? Okay, I learned that whole grains are terrific additions to chili. I mean, I knew that from writing the book, but still, I kind of forgot it after a while, and wow. And? And That you're going to have to do something soon so that I can sit in judgment of you. Isn't that just what's called, what do you want for dinner tonight, honey? No, I require public humiliation. This recipe
0: for Kamut Chili is from our cookbook, Grain Mains, a book about whole grains, not in baking, but in main courses. It's available wherever fine books are sold, but you can also find this recipe on our website, bruceandmark.com. Check it out. Kamut Chili.
1: I fucking made that.